welcome, welcome, welcome. Just before we start, today that we are recording this episode is International Men's Day. I just wanted to wish all the men out there happy International Men's Day. You're appreciated, you're loved, your feelings matter, and you know, the world would be a poorer place without you in it, at least most of you. Yeah. Happy International Men's Day, bestie. Thanks, my love. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Um, I didn't even know, I, I didn't even know today was International Men's Day, but I saw that my grandma sent me that on WhatsApp, and I guess it makes sense. Thank you. And happy International Men's Day for every other man on the planet. Good luck to everybody. I saw something that happened National Men's Day to everybody. May you report you so. <laughs> she just be kind. I know some of the men out there are bastards, but so are some of the women. It's an equal opportunity bastardry that is going on in the community. In the world today? Yes. Okay. Okay, okay. But I'm guessing that person has probably seen some deep level of Shiggy that was very heartfelt when she was sending it. Touche. Touche. I know maybe not... something. What? I'm hearing you. No, no, no. Go ahead. Like, uh, like, like making a segue now, you know, I was just talking to someone about like this um thing of borrowing people money. Like, it just got me thinking about, like, the policy I've developed for myself in that any money that I'm not willing to part with, I cannot borrow you. That's, that's a very sharp segue, but okay, continue. It's something that is just burning my heart right now, but I'm just saying, okay. like, I mean, like, what's your policy on money lending? I mean, more when it comes to bringing people money, that's my policy, so... I just give, honestly, probably should revisit that and, you know, I can be better, but I'm very, you know, I just give, if you, obviously, if I know you're not just anymore. Um, yeah. Yeah, me, I, like, with that, my policy is just like, I will borrow you what I can, I'm willing to pass with. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's just like, oh, I don't even have that much to borrow you, but I will send you something, you know. Fair enough. I mean, there are people I mean, that this... I just, they are just, I think they're just sorry. They're just people that when they ask me for money or they reach out to me for stuff, I just don't know how to say no. Um, obviously, if I can afford, if I can afford it, I would just say I can't afford it. But oftentimes, if I can, I more often than not, I would give. Bestie, I've never ever borrowed me money. Well. You've never asked me for money. Harry asked me for you asked me to borrow money one time, but well, how are you? I don't. Know, I feel like I might. I might have been the one who even borrowed money from you one time, but it's good. Yeah, not asking me for money means that you know when you ask, it will be you know something big. I want to borrow you like ten thousand dollars. You know, bestie, we need to be on that P. It's just like bestie, yummy fifty k, bestie. Okay, inshallah. I'm liking those numbers when I get there. Yes. It is well. It is well. But how's, how's, how have you been doing? What's up? 
And I just wanted to give a personal shout out to Gochuku because she's a real one, you know, in supporting mm-hmm. the podcast. And I'm so grateful to have you. My sister, thank you, thank you. Nagode, Nagode, Dalu. Um, so what have I been up to? You know, on the last episode, I told you I'm going to be in Geneva for work. So mm-hmm. I'm currently in my hotel room in Geneva. And okay. honestly, I know all of you are going to roll your eyes when you hear this, but that's your personal problem. Just make sure the eyes does not come out of the sockets when you are done. All I want to say mm-hmm. is this. Working, like um, traveling for work is like so more elegant and it's so like hey i'm traveling for work but honestly you actually work more than you would do in your normal station that's one thing i've realized and it's not necessarily a bad thing but it's just like you're working day in day out it's like there's no there's no distinction between like your work time and your personal time like and you're always with colleagues and stuff Right. Which is why it's essential that you have to like your colleagues, if not to just be a miserable person. It's screaming. I remember calling you the day you got to Geneva and I said, Hey, what's up? I said I'm on my way to work. And I said, What do you mean? They don't give you one day off to relax after your flight? She said, Um, some if some of my colleagues already just went to the office straight away, I said, God, I beg. Alhamdulillah, I, going to Geneva is beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's been amazing. And yesterday, um, my boss is the best. Yesterday, she paid for all expense paid trip and she took me to Chamonix, which is mm-hmm. like this little town on the border of like Switzerland and France. But it's actually mm-hmm. in France. It was such a good time. Oh my God. Okay. I had mm-hmm. such a great time being on the mountains. And for me, when I'm in nature, like I think that's one thing about this trip. I've been surrounded by so much nature and it gets me very spiritual because it's just like when you see the awesomeness and the wonders of God's work, you're just like, alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. But aside work, how's that? Um, everything else in Geneva? What's the, what are the people like? What is the culture like? It's expensive. I will not be coming back to this town if my company is not sponsoring it. It's expensive. Don't, don't, don't curse yourself. You know, they never say never. You might never say there. never. Sure. So don't. Well, go ahead. True. Okay. True. When I'm a bowling baller, that's when I plan on coming back to Geneva. Okay. It's very expensive. Are the people nice? Yes. Yeah. I like they speak English too, which has been really helpful because you know. My French is non-existent. Every time I'm trying to say something in French, for some reason. I'm always thinking in Spanish, and it's not like I speak Spanish, so I don't get it. I don't. I actually don't get it. This is definitely du- Duolingo. Your um, remnant of Duolingo spilling over and embarrassing you in a different another man's country. Exactly. Today I wanted to say um no, no parler. Uh, I want to say I don't speak French. I know no, Parler is to speak. Exactly. So no, no, no is Spanish. This is what I'm telling you. It's not added up. So I'm saying it to my head. I'm just like, quad up, quad up. My sister. I see what you did in mix. I see what you did in mix. No is Spanish and Parler is French. So. Right. It would be Jean-Paul Francais. 
description of oh okay, okay. 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 okay who's all for me for you know the vibes you know it's not you know i'm not trying to be i'm not trying to be Maybe it's Jonah Parr France, and then if it's Spanish, it'll be No Hablas Espanol. No, or... no Hablas Espanol, yeah. Yeah. So. Je ne parle français. Je ne parle pas français. Je ne parle pas français. I do not. You're you you saying the same thing. Oh, je ne parle. Okay, I, okay, okay, okay. Yes, okay. I'm, yeah, I'm repeating it so I don't forget so, now. Je ne parle. And I feel like as soon as I walk into the store, they already know that I don't speak French, so they just start talking oh, to me. Oh, bestie, please. Don't be, don't be embarrassing. <laughs> don't be embarrassing. Even me, that's the small French that I know. There's no, anywhere I go, everybody just says, oh, Baba, please drop it. Don't be embarrassing. Don't be embarrassing. Bestie, please tell me what I was about to say thank you in French. I said, gracias. Hey, I know it's mercy, mercy. <laughs> no, but it's a good thing. It's a good thing. You're multilingual, so take it as a win. You know it in Spanish. Hear. You know it in French. I don't hear you. I don't okay. hear you. That's not okay. happening with it. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna you know take the take the highway. Look at it positive way. But yeah. okay, that's been good. Um. What's new with you? What's going on, bestie? Um, honestly, That's my bestie. Week... You're a real bad bitch. We got our own money. This weekend has been very chill. One of the weekends that I've actually enjoyed staying in the house. So I'm hosting Thanksgiving. So I had I went out with my friend yesterday to get to do thanksgiving shopping um and then i went to the mall to h&m to pick up this um overshirt that i've been eyeing because i had a gift card for my birthday this year that i haven't used so i said okay might as well might as well i like the way you justified it really quickly because i was going to say from which money from which money? Which account is that one coming out for? Budget, budget, budget is very tight right now. Budget is very tight. But you know, it was one. It was just one of those days when you know it was just nice to be around your friend. And the funny thing that happens is that my friend Busola, she's so, you know, she's so amazing. But when I got to the when I got outside, I saw that she had come out of the driver's seat and got into the passenger seat, and then she was pointing to me that um, get in, get in, get in and drive this car. <laughs> and, and, and i just got into the car and i was just laughing because i just said you fool she says you know the vibe already that there's no way i'm not driving this car so if you're around so but it was just nice because it was you know it was it's, it's a privileged behavior but it was something i enjoyed doing and i think mm. i enjoyed doing do you understand it's like she already got into the passenger seat no there's no need for long talk so i just got in i pretty much drove the whole day Knowing Busola, you know there was no way in hell she was coming out from that passenger seat. You would have had to drag her. No, I, no, and we do it, and it's all it's. She does it every single time. They're nice. It's just it's muscle memory. The other day she came to me from the train station. From the train station, you won't believe that this girl got down from the driver. She said for sure, bro. You know, and came. To, I'm like, your bro, you're picking me up to drop me at my house. Just completely drive. She said, yeah. uh-uh, I don't know about this. So. You know, it's nice to be around um friends. And then after that, we went to get... I took her to the Boba place. Sorry, I just wanted to say that, you know, in my case, it's actually the mm. reverse. 
Yeah. Because when my brother is around, my other brother, when he's around me, he doesn't want to drive for shit. He's just like, I'm not driving. If I, I have know. to follow you to this place, I'm not driving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so but sometimes I, I want to be the passenger prince. I'm not going to lie. But yesterday was just a, um, you know, reminder that, okay, I actually like doing this. And as much right. as I want to not be the one who is driving, but I like to, you know, do the driving with, not this group driving, but like for a significant order in the future, stuff like that. And then I took her to this Boba place that I'd never tried before. I don't, I don't think she, she, she hadn't tried it before too. So she liked it. I got this strawberry milk tea, something, something, something. And then she got this something, 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 something. Shout that had tapioca. No, shout mm. Anyway. All those black tapioca balls. I hate oh, that black, shit. Oh my God, that's so good. She got the black one. I got the clear one. The one that pops bubbles, but the chewy That is the bubbles that I want. The one that's flavor, passion fruit, mm. strawberry, a I think she got the strawberry one or something of that sort. I hate those black ones. Nah, I like them. They're very nice and chewy gooey. It tastes like God forbid. I'm screaming. But today also yeah. was just a very lazy day. Slept. Um, woke up at what 11.30, which is very, very unlike me. And so now I'm making things. Oh, that's nice. Me, I'm mm. just so excited for my proper vacation to start, you know. Yeah. And see family. But then again, I'm just like, oh, the, I've already overbooked myself because honestly, I'm, I'm already exhausted before this thing starts. Oh. I, I need, like, after this, I definitely need a staycation where I'm just, like, sleeping or sleeping and waking up and just being useless. That's, like, I just want to be at home put my feet up, watch TV till my eyes bleed, sleep on the couch, wake up in the middle of the night and continue watching more TV. That's what I want right now. But I I, I guess I'm sounding like as though my problems don't make sense because I'm in Geneva. What am I talking about? No, it's not even about that. It's just what you just described. So It's so deeply boring to me that I want to stay in at home and watching TV all hours and hours and bleed out. Oh, God, no. I want to go outside. That's no, my must... definition of relaxation. Yeah. Like when yeah. I don't like sometimes like I feel like I've had I'm I'm an extrovert, but I feel like I also need time when I just like don't have to talk to another person. I feel like I need to recharge because mm. I've just spent so much energy being social. So that I really need to like just shut down and just like not talk to anybody and just watch my TV in peace. Fair enough. What 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 you just described is me in the mornings. I don't want to talk to anybody in the mornings. I don't want to do anything. Like, I don't, I want zero interactions in the mornings. I want to just, I just want to be by myself, do everything I need to do before I'm able to receive the whole world. Oh, bestie, I know you so well. This, today yeah. I wanted to call you and then I checked the time and I'm like, it's eight o'clock in Chicago. I mean, mm-hmm. Illinois. And I'm just yeah. like, you don't want to talk to me. And it's you know, and that's one of the reasons why I appreciate it because we've gone through some, we've gone through some, some, some time. Because I know before I used to accommodate in the mornings. I say, okay, it's my best friend when she calls. I and at some point I just said, unfortunately, this morning calls. Don't be doing it. Work for me. Don't be calling. I don't want to talk to anybody in the morning. But which is fair enough. Like which yeah. is fair. Mm-hmm. 
and yeah i just really want it and i'm re- i'm looking forward to that um weekend so like my job we have off and i'm sure Bolaji's job too we have off the yeah. week between christmas and new year i'm really looking mm-hmm. forward to like that you use- just being useless at one time fair enough fair enough i think i'll be just not being able to work well, Jackie, you know, she shake my butts, you know. Bestie, bestie. It's a bad behavior because I'm telling my boss now that if I do not delete Outlook and Teams from my phone, I will actually never be on vacation. So on Tuesday like this, before I go on vacation, I'm going to delete it. That's the only way that I can just, like, log off because I've noticed that lately I mm. will be... Check, you know the way you check your Instagram, you check your WhatsApp, you check your Twitter. I check my Outlook too. I'm just mm. like, what is this? Mm. I just, I'm looking forward to that, you know. But uh, at the same time, I'm looking forward to seeing my auntie, seeing friends, yeah. seeing family. And today, mm-hmm. one thing that I've always told myself, I kind of validated it today. I have a new policy as I'm like, I'm growing into my womanhood mm-hmm. that no matter how much it costs me, mm-hmm. as soon as I feel uncomfortable in a place, I have to take my leave. And today, like I went to this town, another town like in France called Antilles, mm-hmm. and I got there like, yeah, I got there like mm-hmm. around 8 a.m. Yeah. By like that 12, I was already feeling miserable. I'm just like, okay, I've seen the town, move out. And my boss was not till four o'clock. I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to buy that ticket that goes home at one o'clock. I'm over this. And, you know, I came back, I slept, I'm, and I'm so happy I did that because by the time I slept and woke up, I would not have left Auntie. Or well, I'll just be getting mm-hmm. to Geneva, something like that. So yeah. I'm very excited about I was very proud of myself about that. Good job. Good yeah. job. Anyway, what are we talking about chicken? Yeah, so the topic of today is um, body positivity and eating habits. It's my body. It's your body. Oh. Do you know a song? Um, um, do you do you know a song that start that has body in it? Oh yeah. Body, adi, 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 adi. And you say my body, your body from me or come. Oh my body. <laughs> okay, I don't know okay, the cool. lyrics, but all right. Yeah, yeah let's get into it. What's up? What about your body? This trip made me realize that oh more, oh more, I'm unhealthy as hell. Not mm. even because, like in Switzerland, like sometimes I'll just be climbing this steep hill and I'm panting like I want to die, and I'm like Kilele Nitorio long. Like I've always been on the big side, but it's just it's mm. not like I will climb a hill or a staircase and I want to die. Fair enough. But it's just that I haven't been to the gym this year, which is like, damn. Damn. Crazy. Since I, since I moved to Nigeria, since I moved back from Nigeria, I haven't been to the gym. So hopefully 2024 is me and that gym. It's me Ooh. and that gym. We're back at it, inshallah. Inshallah. But yeah, mm, I haven't been to the gym too. I mean, um, I'm, I try to be more consistent with my own, but I haven't been in two weeks. So, uh, yeah, whatever. I mean, so like with eating habits, like 
this is like something that I've gone through and I think I'm almost at the other side of it. The part of like having like a self-diagnosed eating disorder because Mm. like at some point, like I would eat so much to the point of like just pain. And I'm just like, what the hell is wrong with you? Why are you doing this to yourself? And so... I was going to say, let's backtrack a little bit. Like, what's like, what is your eating habits? I think that we've you've just pushed through, but you know, foundationally, yeah. what does that so like? What does that connote or surround? Yeah. So right now, I would mm-hmm. say my eating habit now is two. It's twofold: eating for nourishment and in a way that doesn't harm my body, okay. and also eating what I want. Fair enough. Fair enough. What about okay. you? I think eating habit for me is um it varies, but oftentimes it's more um it's more controlled by how my body is feeling. Mm. So um I don't know, certain times my body is telling me that I need to eat, so certain times it's telling me I don't need to eat. So it depends on how my body is feeling. If my body's I, I I try to listen to my body, it's what more of what it is. So like if my body is receptive towards what I want to eat or if I feel like eating I will but if not I'll just try to stay away from it because if I don't oftentimes I realize that I start feeling very uncomfortable I so, see that's the difference with me it's just mm-hmm. like my body also tells me not to eat like it's enough sometimes I'm just yeah. like oh I want to push through and then I start to feel <laughs> and push very, through I, I start to feel very mm-hmm. miserable after yeah. I'm like I'm, I'm not talking regular I'm, I'm talking proper miserable where I have to like force myself to vomit and then oh, I'm thinking mm-hmm. I'm thinking to myself that this is this is harmful mm-hmm. like this is harmful to not just my body but also yeah. my psyche because right. in, in a way in a way it's self-harm mm-hmm. and I'm not showing my body love I've I've like battled like with a lot of things like with mm-hmm. eating and stuff and like this is deeply personal to me but yeah. I think I'm on the on the other side of it like so at some point in my life like I yeah. I struggled with um food insecurity and I think mm-hmm. that's where this stems from okay so like not not necessarily knowing where the next meal was gonna come from mm-hmm. and. You know, in that moment, my mind would tell me, okay, eat, eat as much as you want so that your body can no, save you, it mm-hmm. later. So your body was, but, you're, you're using your body as like a retainer. Like exactly. A food retainer. So, mm-hmm. so it wasn't like, so it wasn't like, um, what's it called? I was, um, I'd always been like this. It's just like that particular moment just shaped, just shaped everything moving forward when I felt like I had to eat like so much so that I could save the rest for later. And like it's okay. not logic. It's it, it, it's not logical because mm-hmm. the body doesn't work like that. Yeah. Okay. yeah. But, but, and also I, I felt like it I, and coupled with that, I also developed like emotional eating. I would okay. eat so much when I'm stressed. Okay. Like like in a stressful period of my life, like actually when I was in school, mm. like during my bachelor's degree, I would just yeah. like because honestly, I was just doing so much at that point in my life, and I'll just stuff my face. But yeah, like that, the food insecurity part of it, and just like eating so much for like um, what do you call it? 
for reservation because I turned my body to a reservoir. Fair enough. And like, it's been really hard to like unlearn that mm-hmm. because I think that's where the part of me eating to the point of like pain comes from. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. And now that I'm doing, yeah. now, now, now that I'm doing better, like there's no food insecurity in my life, inshallah, I would never go back there. But it's just like, now that I'm here, I don't want to, it's hard to like move past that. Like my brain knows that. And sometimes I have to tell myself, you know, the food is not going anywhere. There's still going to be more. If you finish right. yours, you can't afford more. And just like mm-hmm. walking myself through that process every time, right. you know? Right, 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 right. What were you going to say? I was going to say for eating habits in general, being Nigerian, we've never been short. That's never been a problem. Like growing up in Nigeria, at least food is how people receive you food is how people show you love yes so we have never or i have never felt a particular way about food growing up i loved eating it my mom made so many delicious everywhere you go every party an abundance of flavor everything everything you can think of but then i think it just growing up i was never conscious about any of these things i was just receiving this okay there's food here eat there's food here eat um, but I think growing up, you just I just start feeling more self-conscious. And I don't know, maybe probably external societal factors as well um, came in where you just feel a little bit more self-conscious about yourself, your body. Um, back then, if even if you're a fool or whatever, you see it some more because why not? Uh, this, this is what we're here for, right? You just keep eating. I think, but, but now but that I've grown up, yeah. I think mine was a little different because when mm-hmm. I was younger, when I used to live in Nigeria before mm-hmm. 16, mm-hmm. I didn't used to eat like once I'm full, that's it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. But yeah, there was just there was just an abundance of food. But growing up now, it's just um it's more now I'm more conscious about prioritizing my body i think before it was just receiving it and eating it um but now it's just learning to prioritize it and say okay this is fine but you are full you don't need to eat more and yes i hear i hear you on that um when you eat to a certain point your body cannot just even take it anymore i found myself throwing up at certain things i just i just asked myself okay was that a foolish decision the, the other day I, the other day i bought um you know this um chocolates with us Farouk and I used to eat mm-hmm. and that that's our thing in Chicago every time we eat it just keep eating it and this weekend or that this weekend I bought it and I ate like a few sticks I was full but I just thought mm, you know you can never go wrong it's just fall you know so I said let's let's stuff it in let's just you know and I found myself I woke up in the middle of the night and I could not even sleep I had to throw up and I just mm-hmm. thought well was that the smartest decision because you knew you're full yeah. I, I feel like Bolaji, it's it's just the cycle and mm-hmm. I personally have always like struggled with like body bo- and like f- harming myself with food mm-hmm. like even when I was in Nigeria but when I was in Nigeria it was kind of the opposite because in mm-hmm. Nigeria I would starve myself mm-hmm. as opposed to when I moved and I, I would like eat excessively because growing up like before like I had I truly dis- developed a sense of self. Mm-hmm. I, I like I used to be so like um 
about like my body and everybody mm-hmm. tell me that like, I'm so big for my age and mm-hmm. oh my god I remember one of our classmates actually told me when mm-hmm. I was in, when we were in secondary school that oh my god look at your thighs that would be like two two of my own joint is making mm-hmm. one of yours mm-hmm. and you know I, I even at that point I was skinny mm-hmm I was, I was just, I don't, I just have very big bones. So there's a limit to how skinny I can be. Yeah. Yeah. So like me, like mine has always like fed out on the extremes. It's mm. either like I'm starving myself or I'm eating too much. And like now in, in, like in this stage of my life, I'm not, I'm, maybe I'm 70% there or even 65, but mm-hmm. I think I, I, I tend to see that I'm doing better in the terms of like, Oh, okay, I'm not hungry right now. I can eat it later. Okay. You know, it's not running away. But it's very hard because growing up, like, people would always tell me, like, oh, you are fat. You mm-hmm. are, look at your body. You are so big. You look like a giant. Like, mm-hmm. all of this, like, all of these things that you internalize and, you know, it makes you feel like you're not enough. Mm-hmm. And there's something fundamentally wrong with you, especially mm-hmm. when you're a child and you have not necessarily formed a sense of self. Yeah. So, like, I remember this particular incident when I was 15, almost 16, mm-hmm. when I was living in Nigeria. Yeah. I'm like, ah, oh, I'm not going to eat today. I'm not going to eat today. I'm not going to eat today. I'm only going to take fruits. Mm-hmm. There was no fruit at home. And I don't know what demon possessed me that day. I decided that drinking lemon was my fruit. I almost died. <laughs> I almost died because it was like, I you know like lemon is very acidic and I had mm-hmm. not eaten anything that day. So like it was like, I said, my, my stomach lining was like dying. Like I was in excruciating pain. So in some ways, body harm is something that I have a very personal and in-depth relationship with. Mm-hmm. And like in growing older, honestly, my my goal and just my prayer and hope for myself is that I can develop a healthier relationship with food, you know, not right. not just necessarily because I want to lose weight, but because like I'm strong, I'm a strong believer that my body is a temple mm-hmm. and like God created my body with love and I should fit it in the same regard, you know, right. Right, right. And these things are these things are very hard to internalize. There are days, there are days where I where I, I'm so much in love with my body. Like I look at myself in the mirror and I said, "Wow, you know, you're that bee. You, we love this." And there's just some days that it's just harder to just believe that you look good and you feel good and you feel great. And so, I've, I've I would catch myself at certain times saying, "Oh, okay, I wanted to lose weight, but I wasn't." Like I was not losing weight for the right reasons. I was just a very body conscious, and I felt that maybe that's what would fix it. And mm. even up until the times when I lost weight, it, it didn't feel like a destination. It, I didn't feel satisfied. I felt oh. that, okay. There's still more. Let me keep going to where I don't bloody know. <laughs> Do you understand? Yeah, but I, yeah, I remember now, like those times. And you know, I would tell you like even at that point, I would tell you that I think you look great your body is great but mm-hmm. it's just like it didn't matter what i said to you it's it a very personal yeah. journey 
it's a very personal because I remember how many times I'll tell you I'm like mm-hmm. I know you look good and I know it doesn't matter what I tell you but I hope mm-hmm. that in some way me telling you that you look good helps and I yeah and I I agree with you um it didn't matter I I think the older I got everybody for some reason seems to like how I looked except me mm-hmm. and so everybody will say oh my god you look so good and I just said really uh, I don't know I'm still trying to work on you know and you know, ultimately in life, there's still stuff you want to work on physically, right? But everybody journey, just everybody, every, everybody just genuinely loved how I looked. And, you know, but I was just not giving myself that grace that, oh my God, you look good. So it was something that I had to learn myself to accept, just learn learn myself to learn to accept and internalize that. Because if if nobody if everybody was telling me and it wasn't doing it. I had, you know, it has to be on my own end. I had to fix it from my own side, right? So now I'm in more in a body-loving phase that even now when I say, oh, okay, I could shed a few more pounds. It's not in a harmful, oh my God, I'm, I need to, it's just, okay, enjoy it. See how it goes. See how you feel. On some days I'm like, okay, good, great. On some days I'm like, ah. And so before, like, I would go to the gym because I wanted to lose weight and put that that pressure on myself. Um, for example, now that I told you I've not been to the gym in two weeks, the old me will be spinning out and saying, oh my God, I'm going to die. But now it's just, okay, I haven't gone to the gym in two weeks. Okay, cool. I would catch you, catch you back up next week. And that's fine. So now I'm more in a self-loving, self-appreciation phase. I want to stay healthy, obviously, but not at the detriment of my health. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And and I totally agree with you uh, about like that phase that you're in because mm-hmm. I see myself and I think like since I've been six like I started like being more conscious about loving my body when I was mm-hmm. sixteen mm-hmm. and like just looking at myself in the mirror every time I wake up and I'm just like okay I like what I see okay fine yeah. my tummy might be big on some days and on yeah. some days my tummy might be flat that's fine like I I look at myself sometimes I'm just like you know what I like you. And I like you. I I look at myself in the mirror and I smile and I'm like I love you, and then right. I do this weird thing where I'm just like, oh stop blushing at me oh stop it, no. you know like, and for me it's just a self journey because I've never been somebody who has received external validation about my body being good, mm-hmm. so it's been something I have had to like give myself. And like, especially when like the validation, like it's coming from like family who have mm-hmm. always told you, like, like not a particular person, everybody mm-hmm. telling you, oh, you're big, oh, you're a giant, oh, this one, oh, that mm-hmm. one, mm-hmm. oh, mm-hmm. someone telling me that, oh, you saying that you have big bones is just an excuse, so you're not going to, so you, because you don't want to lose weight. Yeah. And like just being able to like because it, it's kind of like a battle yeah. that I'm fighting against everybody else. And like one thing, one thing that I think gives me comfort and solace is at my skinniest, mm-hmm. at my skinniest, I weighed 90 something kg. So for me, and looking at that person and looking at the person that I am today, I'm just like, well, it makes sense. Where you are right now makes sense. Right. It's not great, but it makes sense. Right. And 
also realizing that the fact that you're skinny doesn't mean you're healthy because you see mm-hmm. all of and it's not to like um, what they call it put them down to try to make myself feel better but i think that there is more to being healthy than how fat you are or how skinny you are because right. a lot of these people who are skinny tend to not pay as much attention and like they have like skyrocket skyrocketing like cholesterol levels mm-hmm. their blood sugar is like ridiculous and it's just like for me, I'm more conscious about it because I'm just like, well, you already have all these markers, so you okay. got you gotta fix it. Yeah, it's uh, at the end of the, at the end of the day, it's a, I think it's a journey. Um, I remember yes. there was a I read a book, this body talk book one time. I think one of just the highlights is just thinking, um, thinking in the third person about what can some more like more so what we your younger the younger version of you think of seeing how harsh you are with your body right now and mm. how you're treating your body right. so it was a very nice book and he had this graphic you had to like write and do some drawing all that stuff so thinking about it now it was you know it was a very nice opportunity he, to just see how people yeah. just receive their body and just understand that you know there's no perfect body standard there's no yes you just have to yes. love it regardless and yeah and and I, I remember something that you told me one time when I was telling it on a lighter note, one thing that always embarrasses me is my fupa. This this fupa doesn't want to let me be great. And oftentimes my friends say, there's no fupa, there's a very small one. But I say, guys, guys, this fupa doesn't want me to be great and I need to get it off. And so I remember one of the times like I would tell you about um, have like these conversations with you and it seemed harsh, but you'd say something about, well, if your body's bothering you, like if what you look like bothers you that much, do something about it. And it's not in a very, it's not in a go fuck yourself way, but it's just honestly on some days that's what it is. If you if you don't like how you look, or if you don't like, do do something about it, but do it in a healthy way. Don't mm-hmm. go and kill, don't you don't go and stab yourself and kill yourself, whatever. But just w- work towards it. Keep doing it every day. Keep trying because it's not easy mm-hmm. at the end of the day. So yeah, oftentimes sure. it's it's it's, it's it's easy to, for me, it's easier to, it's easy to lose weight, but and it's hard to lose weight. But when I gain that weight, it takes one week. I go to my family in Maryland, one weekend, I eat rice, I eat down, 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 down. I've already added five pounds and I'm thinking, oh my God, what's this? But at the end of the day, you just, you have to love it regardless and love the journey. Yeah. And you know, when we were talking, it made me like, just think about like BMI, body mass index, mm-hmm. and how that is just, it's a tool of oppression in some way mm. because it doesn't take into account a lot of things Right. because what our bodies are made up of is very different. And like my bone structures, yeah, obviously like that's, that, that's like the majority of what my weight is. And this would often come into play with that, oh, you're overweight or you're obese and you need to fix it and blah, blah, blah. I'm just like, well, at my skin, yes, I'll still obey. So you all, can, you all will be very all right. <laughs> you all will be very, very all right. But on the other hand, I was telling you, like, I would be like, I would be denied like, ins- um, like this insurance coverage. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. at some certain levels because of my BMI. But my BMI doesn't take into account other things. Like, granted, obviously, I can't shed a few pounds. But mm-hmm. it's just like, it doesn't take into account all of these things. Right. And it's just, it's just madness. And also, it doesn't take into account the woman's body because, okay, so my period is coming if my period is coming next week now this week i'm 10 i'm 10 kg heavier it's ridiculous i have so much water with it i feel like it's balloon balloon Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but nobody is like factoring all these things into like the equation and so and i just think like in the medical community there needs to be like a whole overhaul of how they view weights Mm -hmm. not because obesity is good but how like it has to be targeted. It cannot be this blanket, one size fits all thing, you know. And yeah, even at my as what I wear right now, I'm still overweight, and I'm not fat. I'm not big. I'm you understand? Like I'm as dry as dry. Well, obviously I'm not like I'm not the skinniest, but when aside I from your food part, you're dry, you know. This food part, this <laughs> food part doesn't work. It's very dry. And I must shed it and shut this busala, busala whenever you listen to this podcast. This papa doesn't want me to be good and it must go. And bro, that thing is so hard. This, you know, running, eating healthy, da 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 da. The papa said, no, absolutely not. So on some days, I just, you know, I just like, do whatever you want, get away from my side because I can't, I'm not, I can't do more than this. I'm, I'm, okay. I'm keeping it as healthy as I need to keep it. I'm eating right. I, you know, do all those things. So let's watch. Let's let's watch out for the future, Lamarque. Bye. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, but but in all, like, if I'm going to say anything to everybody going out there, like being somebody who has like suffered with like self-diagnosed <laughs> eating disorders and yeah. also like just body image issues and like the journey of self-love mm-hmm. be kind to yourself be kind to yourself honestly that I, f- I feel like that's the key and when i say be kind to yourself i d- i'm not telling you to be indulgent yeah but give grace give grace mm-hmm. you can't always be perfect at every point and like i said to Bolaji, like the reality of it is if you do not like it fix it the only thing yeah. that matters is that you are fixing it in a healthy way Right. You are not doing something that det- lies detrimental to your health. Because right. in the end, our bodies are temples. Right. So take care of it the best you know how. And my, my I guess my takeaway for this episode is find what works for you. Um, There's so many, you know, from somebody who has also experimented, there's so many blogs, so many Instagram, whatever, drink this smoothie, drink this concoction, drink this. They've absolutely all failed for me. Huh? So... At the end of the day, you're going to have to find what works for you and you stick to it. And most importantly, you know, do it nicely. Do it kindly. Um, and just, you know, love yourself at whatever. I think that's what this is. Love yourself at whatever stage it is that you look like and whatever stage you're in up until where you, you seems like that's where you want to be. Because if you're not, if you're not loving yourself now, you're not going to love yourself then. I think that's what I realized yes. because when I eventually did lose the weight, I was still chasing. I was still running. So just loving yourself at every point, at every milestone to your final destination or whatever, if there's only a destination, 
And I just, I just wanted to also add that, like, mm-hmm. what I shared on this podcast today is like still deeply personal to me, and it's mm-hmm. very heavy. And I hope that it helps whomever out there. But when you listen, don't text me. I really don't want to talk about it with you. <laughs> Screaming. Well, yeah, there you have it. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of the podcast. Yes. Shout out from the US and Switzerland. Yes. Um, we'll catch you on our next episode. Yes. Bye. Bye.